0: We're Tim and Susan, and we love the Word, and we love living real.
1: So we invite you to join us as we look at the Word this week and life this week. Hey Susan, how are you?
0: Hey Tim, that's really weird. I think it usually starts with, hey Tim, and you say, hey Susan.
1: Well, it depends on really who's going to take the lead and the rest of the conversation. I feel like the world
0: is shattered and changing enough. If we start this podcast with that, it just really upsets the the final balance. The final piece is now like, this world is crazy.
1: But it's like a knock-knock joke. It depends on who goes first.
0: Oh. Hey, Tim. Hey, Susan. How's your week?
1: It's been all right.
0: (laughs) Now go wherever you want to go.
1: (laughs) I was going to talk about... How hard sermon illustrations are sometimes.
0: Oh, I've never... Well, I mean, I've had to do some teaching illustrations, but I don't... Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think they're not as easy as you think. Now, some people find them, like, super, super yes, easy. Yes, Now, you And some
0: people always have application from their life. They oh, I think that life stories happen to them, and they write them down and put them in a file. I thought about this recently. I should start a file box with all life stories. And then when I'm like, oh, I need a story about... I don't know. You know I, people I don't know. <laughs> are,
1: there are some people who are fantastic storytellers. Oh, no, yeah. And we're not. And I'm not particularly a fantastic yeah. storyteller. But when I do find one of those life stories, yeah. then, oh, it just pops. And yeah. people yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really connect. Particularly if in that life story, yeah. I do something dumb. Usually. Then they, they really, really like that story. That's true. Uh, but, you know, years ago I learned that you can't really rely on sports illustrations. Like you can That's sprinkle cool. those in every yeah. once in a while. But people... It only reaches a certain number of people. People right. tire of them very, very quickly. I have some illustrations that I could use from history. I like to read about history. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to some stuff about history. But again, it just comes across Dustier and duller than the text that you're trying to yeah. illustrate. Sometimes so I was like, okay, I feel this that is... way
0: about both the sports and the history. So I'm a good sounding board. <laughs> yeah. Like, so this is going yeah. the wrong
1: direction. Yeah. It's supposed to make it more alive, not yeah, less alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that there are some folks that use preacher stories.
0: Oh yeah, but we've probably all heard those.
1: We have, but some people can really make those come alive, but I've never,
0: yeah,
1: like I will use. Partly because
0: I think you don't buy into it. Yeah. And so you can't sell it. You can't sell what you can't buy.
1: I will use one about once a year, maybe. By the
0: way, you can quote me on that if you need to in your next sermon. You can't sell what you can't buy. (laughs) Like when you don't buy, you can't sell.
1: That's true. There you go. Um, And then, you know, some things that you can do is like I try to connect sometimes with a television show. Yeah. And I did that this week. But I realized.
0: I connect more with your television show illustrations because typically we live in the same house and we watch the same <laughs> shows. Okay, go ahead.
1: Most of our marriage, we only had one TV.
0: That's true. So, yes. Like, we Until we moved watched. to this house, we had one TV in the living room. There, were yeah. ne- there was never TV in the bedrooms, never TV in the offices, like nothing. One yeah. TV. It's true.
1: And I think it was good. It, it helps yeah. you understand yeah, 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 my yeah. sermon illustrations. It does. Yeah. But I find that most of the TV shows I make reference to is like. Okay, that show was on like thirty years ago. <laughs> that show was on twenty years ago. Yeah. I, I used one this week and like nobody knew what I was talking yeah. about. And yeah. then I was gonna use one
0: I f- did, but I lived with you. But, but like no, for this yeah. coming
1: week I'm like, oh I remember a great episode of Mythbusters that talked about oh, that. Gosh. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's been like twenty years as well. So is do you
0: think that is the quality of television? It's just gone down that it's not making illustration worth te- like you know, episodes, or is it because we just connect with the past because we're old?
1: I don't know. Some of it is. I think that there's so many more channels today. Oh, true. So that there aren't people aren't not focused shared. on. But what, that's like, been a yeah. long time. Like well, when you and I were growing up, there were three, and then Fox came along. Yeah. So there were four channels. Like we remember when Fox was started. What was that Fox channel we used to started. watch?
0: Forty-four in the afternoon, though. That, oh, that was, was like WTOG. An off, but that was like an was off,
1: independent. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a network or whatever. For those okay. of you
1: in the Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater market, that's <laughs> WTOG. Forty-four is for channel you. Channel Forty-four. That's yeah.
0: right.
1: With PM magazine in the evening. Oh, we yeah. had the lady from PM magazine okay. come to our you class. You just
0: used time. an illustration of a story that nobody that is listening to this podcast is going to have a clue what you're talking about. So I think we just did that. I also think I would also say that we are kind of picky about the shows that we watch. And we don't watch maybe what's popular these days because it probably goes against what we feel like we should just be sticking in our eyes and sticking in our ears and sticking in our brains. Like it's just not something that you should you – know, What remember that little right. song? Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Oh, be careful little mouth what you say. I, I think that's like – we kind of so, live by that policy with our TV So what I was going to say shows. is so
1: like what I can't do is I can't use a sermon illustration from Jersey Shore. But – that's like 15 years old, I too. I also
0: don't even know what that is. Like, I don't know. I kind of remember what you're talking But we didn't watch that.
1: No, we didn't. It was just kind of in the air 15 <laughs> I was years ago. I like
0: Big Brother House or The Bachelor or, like, we just don't. That's not shows that we watch. Or, like, questionable dramas or sitcoms or whatever. We kind of hold a, not as tight a line as some other people do probably, but um, kind of tight. So it's even that. Like, people might really connect with that. <laughs> But we have no clue because we haven't seen it. So. But also in a
1: church, you are going to have like half the like, oh yeah, I can't believe they watched that, and other yeah. people are like, oh I can't believe they watched that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So two shows that we are like, watching. Oh, they're right?
0: so cool. Oh, they're so bad. Like the. <laughs> yeah. All uh,
1: right, two shows we are watching.
0: Okay, are they good or bad? Uh, yeah, Here's hoping good. they gonna, get approval. Okay.
1: Uh, we're watching The Mandalorian. I know Finally. everyone else watched and, like, it it's six like months 20 ago, twenty
0: years ago. Yeah, we're so out of date.
1: <laughs> but, we're within six months. Yeah, but. It's good. What's your it's thoughts good. on it? We're halfway through, exactly halfway through. Yeah. No spoiler alerts. No. It does involve a character who's called Mandalorian. the Mandalorian. He happens but I to think, be
0: a Mandalorian. But okay. um, it's a Star Wars thing. I mean, if you like Star Wars, I don't know that everybody listens to the podcast like Star Wars, but we like it. I think we're on episode six, and there was a little bit of slowness to begin with, but it's good. I'm enjoying They're it. They're interesting
1: because yeah. it, it seems as though the show has this really slow pacing.
0: It does. And, and even his walk. Yeah. He walks deliberately slow.
1: He walk. he talks and he walk. every everything on slowly. But yeah. I'm actually okay. At first I'm like, man, there's like nothing happening in this yeah. show. But there's something about the pacing mm-hmm. that And every feels time he right. walks,
0: they play that same music. Every time he walks Oh, I hadn't
1: noticed that. Oh,
0: yeah, you have to notice. Every time he comes on scene and he like comes in and he walks, they play his music.
1: Okay. I would like to Now we have to... to
0: hurry up and finish this podcast episode so we can watch another episode but yeah yeah I noticed that every time he walks He doesn't just like walk,
1: his... he kind of struts. He I'm does. like I would like to learn how to walk like if the Mandalorian. You
0: were a Mandalorian. You also could walk this way. <laughs> All right, what's the second show we're watching?
1: Oh, uh, watching now. This one is like 20 years old as okay. well. And it's on our uh, British channel, oh, yeah. uh, Waiting for God.
0: Yeah. Tell no, us about I'm like here's the thing. I can guarantee if you are listening to this podcast and you have ever, ever, ever heard the show, watched the show or heard of the show Waiting on God. Waiting for God. Waiting for God. Waiting on God?
1: Waiting for God. Okay.
0: On PBS, British TV show that probably plays late on Saturday nights at some point in the past on PBS please tell me, please post a note on our Facebook page for the podcast. Send a note on the podcast page. Like send me a private text. If you know me, I've got to know, because I feel like we're the only two people left in the world that are watching this show. It's so fascinating. It's Two older folks...
1: Tell us what the show is.
0: It's two older people, a woman and a man, not married, didn't know each other. The woman already lives at um, a retirement home in England called Bayview, like an assisted living retirement home called Bayview. And then the man moves into Bayview too. And the whole premise is like they're waiting... On God. Waiting for God. Waiting on God. I know we keep saying it. What is it? Waiting
1: for God. Waiting
0: for God. Because they're just waiting to die. So like they're waiting for God. And that's, but it's not so grim as what it sounds. And it's very funny. And we connect to it because Tim's parents happen to be (laughs) British. His mom's British.
1: So (laughs) yeah. And his
0: dad is from New England. And I hope they never hear this podcast. I don't think they will. But it is so reflective of their life. And Tim's parents also happened to live at an assisted living nursing home called,
1: called Bayview. Bayview.
0: <laughs> and so we found it and we started watching we were like, wait, these little British people in Bayview? That is your mom. Like, so what is that? So we're watching and it's
1: like, That's kind of like my mom. That's kind of like my dad. And then when they say they live at Bayview, we're like, what?
0: So Now, the show is like, I don't know how old it is. It's got to
1: be 20. 20 It's got to be
0: 20 years old at least. But we are enjoying it. I don't know how many more we have. We're kind of trying to space them out now because I think there's only three seasons. And we must be on like the end of season two. So
1: if you have
0: not seen it and you think, I don't know, you might actually find it on, what is it on? We're Um, watching
1: it on BritBox.
0: On BritBox on Hulu. No, on Amazon, on BritBox. Um, worth the six ninety nine a month because there's so many other shows for us to watch on Breakbox that we enjoy as well. So
1: I won't even tell them some of the more minor shows that we watch on. I'm there. trying
0: to think of what else did we just finish that we or what's the other one that we. Are we finished? One another show on BritBox. Well, Box. there's I like love a det- yes minister. Oh, yes minister with the prime minister, and then there's one um, uh, Hathaway and Shakespeare and, Shakespeare Hathaway, and Hathaway that they're little it's detective. A detective show. Yeah, it's so anyhow, both shows. Yeah, we do. We've been watching those. But if you mention either of those shows, well, The Mandalorian people might connect to. But if yeah. you ever mention any of these PBS sitcoms, no one in the congregation but me will really connect with what you're but
1: talking But even about. like the Mandalorian one like a third of the room will be like
0: oh, yeah, oh cool. I love it yeah, that's yeah, great yeah.
1: Star Wars and then a third of the room will be like I hate Star Wars I'm so sick of Star Wars yeah. or and they a be third of the room like what are you
0: talking about I have about? no idea what you're talking no, this about this is not connecting
1: I went to that's high true. school with a girl named Mandalorian <laughs>
0: Mandy Lorian yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, hey, we should...
1: (laughs) Dig into the word. Dig into
0: something deeper than this. I don't know. Like, let's move on from TV. So, um, we'll be right back. Okay, why don't you go first? What do you have in the word tonight? (laughs)
1: well i 'm going to just uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of my preparation that i 've been doing for a sermon series that i 'm doing at church uh, it 's called a Church Story, yep. and we are taking a look at the book of at the Church in Ephesus that appears interwoven throughout the entire New Testament. Mm-hmm. It shows up two or three different times in the book of Acts. It shows up obviously in the book of Ephesians. It is also the church that uh, Timothy is pastoring in first and probably second Timothy. And then it shows up again in the book of Revelation. And then there are several other times when there's references to the uh,
0: church in Ephesus. To the church in okay.
1: Ephesus. And when, when Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, he's actually in Ephesus Well he's writing that. So there's a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. But my preparation for this sermon series has been really, really different because usually what I do is I take a passage of scripture, particularly a book of the Bible, and I just kind of start there and I dig into that book and that's where I am. And it's fairly what we would call inductive, Mm -hmm. just staying right in that place. But in this, partly because I don't know exactly how I'm going to divide up all of these passages and all of this story, I'm trying to see the pattern and pull it together. And so I'm reading in Acts. I'm reading in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. I'm reading Mm -hmm. in 1 Timothy. And so it's a really different experience for me knowing that this is the same church and the same group of people. And so it's been fascinating to see how these things uh, weave together. In fact, uh, we started the, I'll mention just a couple of examples of that if that's yeah. yeah I'll, I'll mention a couple examples of that. Uh, last week I, I preached just as a setup. Okay. What is a church supposed to look like? And I looked at Ephesians chapter four and it talked about God gives, uh, the church gifts and it includes, uh, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and yeah. teachers.
0: I was there for that sermon for
1: the equipping <laughs> of the saints yeah. for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. So that's the structure that God gives to the church. But then in Acts chapter 18 when the church in Ephesus begins Mm -hmm. Paul is only passing through very briefly in Ephesus and he leaves after what appears to be just a handful of weeks Mm -hmm. the apostle leaves and he's given the task of planting that church to Priscilla and Aquila right and so there in Ephesians chapter 4 it says Here's how we do church. You have the apostles, but they are to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And then you look back at the beginning of the church in Ephesus. That's exactly that's how what he Ephesus said. started. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that we spent time with already in the sermon series. But there's a, another one that I really kind of noticed in a couple of different places. Paul arrives in Acts chapter 18. He arrives in Ephesus straight from corinth a
0: second time or this is the the first first. okay okay
1: so if we just take a look at it real quick paul stays in corinth for a while until there is a riot and uprising okay and In fact, it tells us in chapter 18, verse 12, um, it says, But when Galileo was proconsul in Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal, saying, This man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. But when when Paul was about to open his mouth, Galileo said to the Jews... Now, this is interesting. Paul is about to defend himself when the Roman governor interrupts him and says this... He says, if it were a matter of wrongdoing or a vicious crime, O Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it's a matter of questions about words and names and your own law, see mm-hmm. to it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge over these things. And he drove them from the tribunal. Mm-hmm. There's some other backstory in there that's really kind of interesting. That's immediately before he gets to Ephesus. Okay. He, he goes to Ephesus and then he leaves Ephesus and he comes back to Ephesus. Uh, a little bit down the road, uh, so to speak. And then in Ephesus, he has two years of great ministry. And then there's another riot that occurs. And the riot this time is caused by the silversmiths who are upset that Paul's ministry is ruining the sale of idols.
0: And so there's another...
1: there's another riot, and this is in chapter 19 and verse 30. It says, but when Paul wished to go in amongst the crowd, the disciples would not let him. So again, Paul says, I got this. Yeah. The first time the Roman governor says, sit down. This mm-hmm. time the disciples say, no, this isn't, this is not going to help the yeah. situation, yeah. Paul. Be still. Um, and this is in verse 35 of verse nine, of chapter 19. It says, and when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, men of Ephesus Who is there who does not know that the city of Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemous of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and the craftsmen with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open, as are the proconsuls, let them bring charges against them. But if you seek anything further, it will be settled, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For you are really in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. Now, that's the backdrop that Paul has. Two times, riots break out. Two times the government leader actually says, Everybody sit down, Mm -hmm, go home, mm -hmm. mind your own business, leave it alone. So that leads us uh, to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And this is really, this is, this would be 10 or 15 years down the road. Okay. But this is what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 2. He says, First of all, then, I urge you supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Okay, basic stuff. He says in verse 2, For kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is pleasing, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved, and come to the knowledge of the truth. I just think it was really, really interesting that what Paul says is pray for everyone, pray for the kings, pray for the governors, pray for the proconsuls, and this is what you pray. Pray that they will basically leave you alone Mm. and allow you to have peaceful lives. We're not asking them to pick sides, we're not asking them to pick teams, we are asking them Just let us be us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Paul's experience was in Corinth and in Ephesus. Those two different times when the Roman governor or town clerk said, listen, just leave them alone. Mm. Let them do their own thing. And I think sometimes we get this idea. We want government to do this and this and this and this. When really the prayer that we're supposed to have for government is leave us alone and give us the freedom Mm. to worship and to do our thing. The one other thing I'll I'll just say to that that section is because he wants us to be given freedom to do our ministry and our work because it is God's desire that all men come to know him. Mm -hmm. We are to have freedom so that we can be effective in telling other people about Jesus. And that's what we ask government to do. And sometimes that means that government has to let other people do some That's things. what I was
0: going to say. So we ask for freedom, and then we can't say, like, well, we want freedom. But we don't want them to have the freedom, you know. that's a, It's a really—
1: Just give room yes. for yes. the voice of God, the ministry of the church, mm-hmm. to have space. And I just—I know that that was just kind of— here and there. But just seeing all those things intertwined, he says this because this is what his experience was. Are
0: you preaching this on Sunday? No. Oh, okay. Because I was like, you just talked about this is where you landed. And I know you did the first two sermons. And I'm like, now you've just podcasted what you're preaching on Sunday. So people might not show up.
1: I'll be there in a few weeks.
0: Oh, you are going to cover it though.
1: Yeah, we probably will.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Hey, you get to skip Sunday church that Sunday, whatever that one is. So, um, well, you talked about Kings, I mean, kings and leadership and everything. So I'm saying that's what you've talked about, kings. And I have currently begun, probably about two weeks ago, but really this week, done far more work on it um, to study the kings and queens of the Bible. The kings, just the ones that are mentioned in the Bible. Now it's funny because as I was reading through the Old Testament, as I was reading through the Bible, I'd get through the Old Testament and then I told you like I'm going to stop. I've spent so much time in the Old Testament because when you read it in three months, in one month, whatever, you spend a massive amount of time in the Old Testament and just a Two, little bit of time. Two-thirds of your time. Two-thirds, and then this little bit of time in the New Testament. I was like, I need to go and spend more time doing study now in the New Testament. But I just keep being drawn back to First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. And those kings and understanding, it is boring to just listen and say this person was begat by their mama this was their mama and this like it's just so what draws what draws Um, you back to this but i'm still fast i still want to know and understand because there was israel and there was judah because now the the hebrew nation is divided and the northern kingdom the southern kingdom israel and judah and they have kings at different times and different different kings. And some kings are good and godly and some kings are not good. And I'm like trying to wrap my mind around a time frame. Like I want to understand what that would have looked like at that time. Yeah. I guess. Now this book is actually that you gave me this commentary studying. It's doing all the kings and queens of the Bible, which is really interesting as well. So, so it's
1: not just the kings and queens of Israel. It's, all, it's the... all
0: the ones mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. So whichever ones you're talking about that might have been a king later in the New Testament even. We'll cover, you know.
1: So when you ask... I want to know what it was like to live in that day. Yeah. If my answer would be, well, just look out your window today, mm. would you say yes or no?
0: Um, it depends on who was king. <laughs> I think that there were some times when the the nation was at peace, and I think they were living under God's um, laws, and then therefore provisions, and good things happened in the land and then you get to the minor prophets and whenever a minor prophet had to be really loud and really (laughs) outspoken, that was a really bad time in the land. So it just depends on who was ruling the land and if they were God fearing or not God fearing, I would say, um, Okay, so I started with, I'm going to talk about tonight, so I might, I might cover a king or a queen for the next couple of podcasts, just okay. kind of random as I do this study. I've gone over all the Assyrian kings, I've done the Egyptian pharaohs so far, and now moving into the Babylonian kings is where I've just begun today, actually earlier in my study. But I want to talk about the first king ever mentioned in the Bible. Okay. First one ever. Do you know who it is? Without sort me of. having said, would you have known <laughs> if I hadn't asked about his name and things around here? not. Okay, so it is Nimrod, and you can find him in Genesis chapter 10. But I think it's interesting, he's the first king mentioned in the Bible. It comes after Noah and the ark. So here's Noah, he has three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Ham has four sons, and one of those sons was Cush. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to read in Genesis chapter 10, verse 8. Starting in verse 8. It says, Cush fathered Nimrod, who began to be powerful in the land. He was a powerful hunter in the sight of the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a powerful hunter in the sight of the Lord. His kingdom started with, uh, wait, let's see. His kingdom started with Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kaunah in the land of Shinar. From that land, he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth-ir, Kala, and Rezin, between Nineveh and the great city Kala. So he actually was the king. He was the first mention of having somebody having a kingdom. He was king of Babylon and began four cities, and king of Assyria and began four cities. And that's when Babylon and Assyria really have such a blended past. So here is the first mention, and he's in charge of these eight cities that actually developed under him. But the word says here that he was a powerful hunter in the sight of the Lord. Okay, so I want to know more about him. And in okay. my commentary today. This
1: is Genesis chapter 10 and verse 9. 8 specifically. and 9,
0: yes. So this is what the commentary that you gave me says about him it says the first, the biblical record of this first king is often misunderstood. Nimrod, it says, was a mighty hunter before the Lord. But the phrase before the Lord does not mean the same here as it does when we read that Abraham walked before the Lord and that David danced before the Lord. There was no Godward bent in his pursuit as a hunter. He was not so expert that God himself owned Nimrod's greatness in his art. So here we are with this sentence And basically, the commentary goes on to say, it basically says, like, he was a great hunter before the Lord, almost in a rebellion to the Lord. Now, how am I supposed to know? This is my question for you.
1: Yeah, I
0: needed to just say, hey, here's Nimrod. He's the first king mentioned in the Bible, in case you ever have that on Trivial Pursuit. Here's who (laughs) he was, a son of Noah's son, Ham, son... Cush, son Nimrod, first king. This is all very interesting but when i get to that point how am i supposed to know what the bible is saying how do i know if it's before the lord as in a positive thing like abraham and david before the lord or if they're talking about nimrod before the lord in basic rebellion against the lord
1: yeah i think that I think there's some degree that you have to just walk away with a little curiosity mm-hmm. and that you can't have the answer. I As you were reading it and I'm looking at it and thinking about what the commentary said, the commentary, the commentary is looking for more evidence of godliness from Nimrod's life.
0: Now, I'll tell
1: you, you go it, on, and it it was never there. Yeah. It was so never there. They're, they're probably pulling that in there. So they're looking for, okay, he's a mighty hunter before the Lord.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, before the Lord means that he has a life that is bent toward the things of God. Yeah. Okay, let's see some other evidence of that. There yeah. is no other evidence of that. So it probably means something else. So you're still dealing with some context that's there. You you have to see what the larger pieces, But you can't put more weight... Than what the text uh, gives you in this place. Now
0: I just think like I'm the average guy reading the word here, and I think like, oh, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. So like the Lord acknowledged like this is who he was, this is who he is, and even somewhat as a gift and offering before the Lord to the Lord. And I'm just reading it. If I did not have this commentary. I would have no idea that that's yeah, you know, the direction that it went,
1: as I read it, I might look at that and just say that of all the people that God saw,
0: yeah,
1: Nimrod was the strongest hunter,
0: yes. so yeah, so
1: it's it's kind of saying in all the world or of all the things that God saw, this was the 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 best hunter in in the entire world from all the things. All the people who lived before God, this was the first person. in his hunting skills.
0: And I think that that is somewhat true. And I think that the Bible, like, no, not the Bible. Other historical books and other historical writings say that that's absolutely true.
1: You would think that there'd be more Cajuns named Nimrod or T. Nimrod.
0: Why is that? Because they're all the hunters. hunters. Yeah, Yeah, they're all the hunters. That's true. Um, I think... Yeah, I was just really confused by it. How do you know that? And again, I'm reading a commentary that has given the history of Nimrod, what the other papers say and the other hieroglyphics, the other stone tablets, the other pages, whatever, of historical documents that we have about this first king, Nimrod, and these eight cities that he developed. And so they can put that in the commentary because they have it. Um
1: I think that's a good question. What do we do with commentaries or sources or helps when they don't agree? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to find that. Uh, One of the things that you might do is that you might find a favorite writer or a favorite commentator, and you might just single in on that single voice, and Mm -hmm. whatever they tell you about the text, well, that's the final answer. Mm -hmm. Whether it is...
0: Or you could even say, that's most likely the final answer.
1: Whether it's John Stott, whether it's... Charles Stanley, mm-hmm. whether it's John Calvin, whoever mm-hmm. it is, if you just choose one guy and say whatever that guy says, well there's a flaw to that because that person isn't right on all of the items right. uh, so there's a benefit to looking at multiple sources but when you look at multiple sources, you get kind of confused because right. one will tell you, well the sentence structure means this, and you're like, oh okay, that's what the right. sentence structure right. tells you and then you'll look at the other source and that source says well no it doesn't mean that sometimes they'll even talk to each other in the footnotes and say well this person no no that's what's
0: happened in that book it's like well so-and-so interprets this as this and -and so-and-so's paraphrase says this and I'm like well which one's true so this is
1: this is what I would counsel a person studying Mm -hmm. is I would read it for myself And I would do the best that I could to understand it. And a lot of times what I would find, I would go to the commentary with a set of questions. Mm. So I would go to the commentary and not necessarily try to understand every word or structure here, but I would say, you know what? I really don't understand what it means to be mighty before the Lord. What what does that mean? And so then I would be looking at the commentary to help answer that. And I would try to find some consistency In that, Mm -hmm. but I also would find some humility that would say people who have studied this passage their entire lives have come to different conclusions. And so that it probably would be arrogant of me (laughs) to say, Yeah, but I got this figured out.
0: Right. I was like, to have a yet third or fourth conclusion that I'm like, I'm right about this. Or even
1: just to pick one of those. So it's okay to have a leaning. It's Mm -hmm. okay to have Mm -hmm. a conviction. In the message that I preach Sunday, Mm -hmm. um, The Apollos Mm -hmm. is corrected for some theological
0: deficiency
1: in his life. The passage never tells us what that theological yeah. deficiency is. Quite a few people will take a guess. Now, in the message, as I was kind of trying mm-hmm. to talk about it without spending too much time on it, I gave a conjecture, but mm-hmm. I tried to make mm-hmm. it clear. I don't know, but this right. is what I think is happening here in the right.
0: text. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's just hard to read. I mean you know, hard to understand. And I do understand what you're saying. Read the scripture and then go to the commentary about it. But this is actually, I'm reading this book, yeah, which is a commentary no, book. And I'm, because I want to know all the kings and queens of the Bible in order or in group or whatever. So I'm actually reading this book and then I go to the word where it says, this person is mentioned in this section. I'm like, wait, is that true? Oh, okay. And I've made side notes like in Genesis chapter 10, verse 8 This is the first mention of a king in the Bible. You know, there's another part that says, um, I think in Genesis um, chapter 11, isn't it? 14, it's the first king that made war, his lust for power oh. and his land and authority. It's the first battle. It doesn't mean that that was the first battle that ever happened. It's the first battle that we have any record of in the Bible, in the Bible, that these sides came at each other. So I think it's interesting, but I'm taking this book and reading it and then putting it into the... I'm, I'm probably doing it in the reverse order. No, no, no. It. I
1: think it's fine. So, so how, how are you it. enjoying reading
0: the... It is the most boring thing, and I'm loving it. I'm just really loving it. Like I read paragraphs about like, they think this guy did this and his dad was like this and this is how he did. And, I'm not really good at history, so I don't have an exact frame of reference to put it in. But I feel like I am learning. I feel like it is good. Now, a you are
1: of, at the beginning, and you're going to get to, in the middle I'm, of it, you're going to get to the more familiar kings that you desired to read about to begin I with. I just
0: turned the page um, today on Nebuchadnezzar, so okay. in the Babylonian Empire in Babylon. So, you know, I'm getting to Nebuchadnezzar, but I'm on page 63, and I don't know. It's a, mm, let's see. It's a, how many pages is that? Mm. Uh, a 250-page book. So it's not bad. I'll get there. I'll finish I it. there's
1: lots of pictures.
0: There are no pictures. <laughs> there are no pictures. <laughs> As a side note, I did have a note um, about Nimrod. Um, he really, to define it, he really was bad evilness. Okay. And he really thought that he was a pretty bad king. And he really um, for. He thought that the people should understand that their satisfaction and their joy of life and their living where they lived would not be anything to be thankful to God about or the creator about, but to be thankful to him about. Mm. Um, he became very arrogant and prideful. And he actually became the fiercest hunter, and he hunted men as much as he hunted animals, mm. which is really disturbing to find out um, so he was a pretty good. He was a pretty bad guy. So
1: probably.
0: Don't name your child Nimrod. Don't do that. Not so probably
1: when it says that he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, yes. The rest of the context tells us. Yes. Don't jump to the conclusion that that is that that, that is was pleasing best. to
0: the Lord yeah. in any way. That doesn't mean it was pleasing. That that means that and mighty. Even that word, he was a mighty hunter or he was a great hunter. That doesn't necessarily give a quality to it does that make sense it's it's not saying this is good yeah it could be strength wise it could be size wise he was a massively horrible bad all the time hmm. hunter that's what he did so I don't see even that's interesting like I didn't know he was a first king study your Bible you never know what you're gonna come across yeah so right. hey are we gonna do wrongs and strongs next
1: uh remember we used to do smileys and frownies I do I think we might do smileys and frownies. The wrong and strong just seems so harsh. Seems
0: so wrong and not enough strong. (laughs) Just seem really wrong. So we'll we'll
1: try smileys and frownies Frownies? and then maybe if I have a really bad week, we'll go back to wrong and strong. We'll be
0: wrongs and frownies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or strongs and smileys. You never know. All right. Stay tuned. Okay. You have this great idea to move to smileys and frownies, yeah, so you have to go first,
1: all right, so here's my frownie <laughs> and my <laughs> wow, frown is just
0: starting seriously wrong all well, right. my
1: frowny, you know it's kind of funny, so the other day, every once in a while you get a little sweet tooth, and so all I wanted, the time, okay, so I went into the uh circle k um. Okay. I don't know why I went to Circle K instead of Yeah, That's of weird. Track. I'm I like, why did you do well, that? Well, you know what? Okay, Partly because we're trying not to touch as many things. Yes. And so Circle K has got Apple Pay. Okay. And so I went in there. You can and just so, wave your phone. All so, right. made a selection. What am I going to get? I ended up getting a Hershey bar okay. with almonds.
0: Okay. I like, you a like Hershey those. bar yep, with almonds. You do. Not now, surprising.
1: They happen to have a deal where it was a good deal to get two for the price of one. Oh. i like, you know what?
0: Okay. If you're going to buy one, you might as well get I
1: the other one. I bet you I might be interested in one of these yeah. tomorrow as well. So I do it. So I picked up my sandwich someplace and we have a nice little shady place in the back of the church property. Sometimes I yeah. go out there and eat lunch and so I went there rolled down the windows and just kind of sat out there. It was a little bit warm, but I was in the shade, no big yeah. deal. And so um ate my sandwich and then picked up my Hershey bar. I
0: thought it was a Snickers with almonds.
1: It was a, a Oh, this makes a lot
0: more sense in the story that you told me the other day. Okay, go ahead now. I'm ready.
1: So, I ate it. It was a little bit, you know, a little bit soft. soft. Yeah. But no big deal. You needed to
0: get going on it.
1: So, but I ate my sandwich and, and probably... You know, Looked at a few more things on my phone and yeah. went back to my office. Parked my car and went Wait, did
0: you eat your Hershey with almonds before you ate your sandwich?
1: I didn't. Oh, okay. But That's it what was I thought you were soon saying. After. Okay. So I, okay. I, I ate it. and uh, I went to the office and then I picked up the second Hershey okay. bar. Well, this is a really... Where Where did you leave it? In the car. I mean, I was just there. Okay, okay. This story is really, really long. It is. I'm
0: curious to to know where we're going with it, though.
1: So I pick it up and... It would make
0: a great sermon illustration.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I pick it up and basically it is almost entirely liquid. Oh. But it was only like five more minutes. It was so hot. It wasn't that much longer. So it just... You picked it up and it just melted over. Now, here's the good news. okay. Because it was a Hershey bar with almonds, I was able to move all of the almonds <laughs> to one end of the Hershey bar, and so I could share it with somebody who had a nut allergy.
0: Oh, stop. So, okay, but the question is, what did you do with it? Go, did you put it in the fridge?
1: I did, I put it in the fridge. And
0: after you put it in the fridge, did it turn white? Like, did it have that white coating on the chocolate outside? I didn't
1: look at it. I just ate it.
0: Okay. I remember selling candy bars. One
1: side of it had no (laughs) almonds, (laughs) and the other side was very, very nutty.
0: Yeah. I, I bet you liked that. That was pretty good. Um... When we sold candy bars in elementary school and World's we had to go world 's finest chocolate, and we had to go knock on the neighbor 's door here 's the thing again, I lived in Hialeah, florida we weren 't exactly allowed to go roaming the neighborhood. I think I could go to one neighbor on either side, knock on the door, offer them candy bar, and they gave us this big speech in the fundraising thing of like do not take the chocolate outside and try to sell <laughs> it because it 's going to <laughs> melt.
1: I never did a chocolate fundraiser. Okay. Somebody should so have told me. So they said me.
0: that, and then what happened is they said, and then if you try to stick it in the refrigerator to chill it back off again, it's going to turn like that white chalky thing. I, people who are listening, you know what I'm talking about if you've ever had that happen before. And so I just, I mean... I, Tim, I remember this from like third grade. Do not let the chocolate sit outside; it's going to melt. That. And then don't stick it in the refrigerator unless if you're trying to sell a quality product. Don't do that.
1: Not just a quality product.
0: The world's finest chocolate product. Yes, exactly.
1: All right, you got a frowning.
0: I have a frowning. Yes. Okay. Our bank. Yeah. Just got bought out like a couple of months ago by some other company. Yeah. So all of our bank stuff has to change. Right. But they did say we can use up our checks until they're done. They'll probably still continue to cash them, which I appreciate because who really uses a check these days? And I probably have like 500 checks. So, <laughs> side note, we have to get new ATM cards. Do you
1: still have those checks that have got the smiley faces on them?
0: No. That was in our old address. Okay. I, I did change the address. Um I didn't know it. Tells had... you how
1: many checks that I write.
0: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that they had smiley faces on them when I ordered them, and they had big smiley faces and like gir- girly smiley faces. And so when Tim would take the checks some someplace... good luck
1: cashing this thing.
0: Ha 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 ha. Anyhow, we have to get new ATM cards. Okay. With the ATM cards, they said sent in the letter, and they said, "Here's your card. In a few days, be looking because you'll have your new PIN number." I have a frownie. I don't want a new PIN number.
1: Yeah, I don't want a new PIN number either. You didn't even
0: know that was coming, did you? No. This is new information for you. Oh, but guess no. what? They're going to give us a new card with a new PIN number. And we've had our cards with the PIN number for like 10 years.
1: Yeah, longer than that.
0: No, probably not because we moved over That's to that true. thing. But That's 10 true. years.
1: What is yours?
0: We are all... <laughs> are too old to be learning new pin numbers for atm cards and i know people say you can run it as a credit just hit the red button Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's a hassle. Sometimes just stick the pin in and move on. This
1: is a really significant frowny. See?
0: You should have changed your chocolate frowny to an ATM. Now, I Depth do think
1: frowny. that you can use it one time with a new one and, and reset change it. it and reset it. But that's it.
0: also a pain. I just feel like...
1: It <sighs> is, but my my hand knows I the know. number even I if know. my brain doesn't yeah, know the number. We don't know what the number
0: is. We just know what the movement is on yeah. the pin pad. I hear you. So now I've just given you, I've shared my frowning news with you. Oh, wow. Yep. Got to redo the whole week. Yep.
1: I don't think that there's any even room for a smiley now. (laughs) I
0: know. Well, go ahead. Give, try.
1: All right. Smiley was, uh, we went out to eat. Not me and you, actually, because you have not been ready to go out to eat yet. Not at a uh,
0: restaurant.
1: Me and a couple of guys from church, we went out to eat and we went and got Mexican and got chips and salsa. Yeah. It was okay. Okay. I mean, eating out was, was good. Yeah. The food actually wasn't really that.
0: I think the last couple great. times we've gone to that place, it hasn't been as good. But as it was we more
1: spacious, and I knew that we right. weren't going to be crowded in that right. place. But I think the chips and salsa were good.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, I think they
1: have... it's hard to do takeout chips and yeah. salsa.
0: So your smiley is really about being normal and having, yeah. a, like, this was good. You went out to eat at a restaurant.
1: And also, I want to go to Cafe Dumont and get beignets and coffee.
0: Okay, that's not a smiley or a frowny. No, no, it makes me smile. The idea
1: of going there and and on a Saturday morning going to get beignets and And coffee. coffee. Now you mean the Café du
0: Monde in Covington, like not going into the city. You know, you don't know what I mean. And it's hot outside right now. So, yeah. But the
1: one in Covington is (laughs) air conditioned and there's not a crowd there and and stuff like that. that's
0: next on our list. Just wait and see. Maybe by next week's podcast, that will be your smiley. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, My smiley also has to do with being normal and routine. I really have my smiley. I just have like that just we got to go back to routine this week. It feels like this week, even though we've been at phase one for a little while and you've been going to your office regularly for weeks now. This week, I don't know why Sunday happened and Monday we turned the corner and it's just like, this is routine. I think my mom asked, hey, what day is Tim free? And let's have lunch and let's do all this stuff. And that's just lunch at their house or pick up lunch. That's not going out to a restaurant. But I said, well, he's really booked this week and he's busy and we have things, even on the day that he's gonna take off, like we still have things booked and we're getting an oil change and we have you know things to do and go to. And today I had lunch on a friend's back porch But that means we picked up food from a restaurant and I sat with a friend and had lunch and it wasn't you (laughs) or our kids or my mom and dad. It was like friends outside of family and it just feels like, I don't know, that's my smiley. It's just like it feels like this week is routine and there is nothing wrong with feeling routine this week. That's a good thing. I think eventually you get bored of routine. You're like, oh, I wish we had something new to do. I wish we could mix it up. But it's genuinely good.
1: And today is Monday. Yeah. And the governor announced that on Friday we move from phase one to phase two. Yeah. So things are going to be progressively right. Um, taking steps toward what, what normal yep. is. So yep. That's good. So
0: just more routine, which I think I think we've all been hungry for our old routine, not you know, not pandemic routine. So All right. Well a couple it.
1: things to let us know. If you like smileys and frownies, or would you want us to go back to the wrong and, and the strongs. strong and also let us know what you think of Mandalorian, if it's too slow or whether it needs to pick up the pace,
0: yeah.
1: or if you've ever watched Waiting <laughs> for God. God.
0: I'm telling you. Um,
1: or if you have a good sermon illustration, a story from your life that I could just kind of copy and act like yeah. it was Yeah, send for it on life. a piece of paper and yeah, Tim will put it in his
0: file for the next sermon. Yeah. All right. Y'all have a great week. We'll be back.